Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. Really happy to be joined today by some local celebrities, really, is what it comes down to. The founders of Swaybox Studios, who just recently had a commercial that ran du- during the Super Bowl. So really cool for us to see somebody from the area to get that time and that moment. Um, Teresa Anderson, Arthur Mintz, co-founders of Swaybox Studios. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Yes. You obviously got our attention as this commercial was aired. It was a two-minute long commercial right before halftime of the Super Bowl. How did it come to fruition with the NFL? Um, they uh, they saw our real. We had a we, a few years ago, about three, I guess about three years ago now, we made a three-minute reel of, of what we've been working on, and it's made its way through the industry. And um, over the summer, someone in the NFL saw it, and then they shared it with the ad agency that, that creates all their spots. And they got in contact with us and uh, just asked if we'd be interested, and they, they just kind of pitched the concept. It was bizarre. It was like, like within like 12 hours, the heads of the ad agency were in New Orleans. Yes. I think they happened wow. to be filming some of the Saints for maybe the opening of the, of the season. But anyway, so it happened pretty yeah. quickly. Okay, so it was called Bring Down the House. Yeah. Yes. What Can you explain the commercial to people who might not have seen it? Um, it's, it's a pretty bonkers, crazy, fun uh, commercial. Um, two kids are sitting in a room in an average house, nice house, uh, and they're playing a, a game on TV, a football video game. And the characters in the game are the characters that we created in their video game format. And then something happens with the game where there's a glitch and the, and the, and the characters fall out of the TV and onto the floor. And the kids are standing up and they're really surprised. And then more players fall out and they have this heroic stand up. And then all craziness ensues. They start to chase the ball around the house and they wreck everything in their path. And um, including walls and crashing into china cabinets and crashing through outside walls and into the pool. And the football goes into grandma's mouth who's snoring Mm -hmm. and and almost they think she's dead. And and (laughs) then there's explosions on a table full of uh, football celebration foods. And and in the end, you know, everybody uh, goes gets drawn back into the TV. um, And it's just really action packed um, two minutes. I remember seeing the commercial Mm -hmm. and with people I was with thinking that was a really cool commercial. It was, it was two minutes, you know, it was long. You noticed that it was longer than a lot of the commercials there, but it was really entertaining and interesting concept. And we really liked it like immediately when we saw it. Thank I know you. that, yeah, it's the, the puppetry, the animation that yeah. you guys brought out in it. Yeah. Where did that start? How did you get into that? Well, um, I have been into puppets. Uh, I guess that's okay to admit this on a podcast, but I've been a puppetry <laughs> for a long time. The, uh, so um, our company started, uh, I mean, I was doing puppet theater for a, a bunch of years, but we all started as a, um, a sway box started uh, like nine years ago now. Nine years yeah, ago. Yeah, so nine years ago in Shreveport. Um, and, uh, and we were just in a really crappy warehouse, just tinkering away with trying to find, we're all, we all have different backgrounds or like interest in film, kind of all like different types of films. And it was just many, many years of us trying to get puppets to do things that were satisfying to us. Um, so, but we've been, you know, then we moved down to New Orleans 
what was it, three years ago now? Yeah, or, three, or four, something like almost that. Yeah. four years ago. Yeah. yeah, and moved down back to New Orleans because yeah. I'm from here, and then Teresa's obviously been here for for a while. Yeah, so. I'm originally from Sweden, um, but I've been here now since the 90s. Yeah, so how long did it take you to become a Saints fan? Oh, immediately. Yeah. I mean, that was my first football game ever, you know. <laughs> so I was up in the nosebleed rafters. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm a big fan of the Saints and, and – um, this has just been, I was going to say it, it's, it has been a ball, <laughs> but it's been so much fun. I've learned a lot more about football sure. from just being a part of this that I had no idea about. <laughs> I didn't know what a stiff arm was before, you know, <laughs> when in, you had some legendary people that voiced parts in this yeah. commercial with yeah. Peyton Manning and Michael Strahan. Did you have any interaction with any of these yeah, people? We, we recorded them. So, um, I directed and with, Pete Berg was the co-director who did Friday. He created the show Friday Night Lights and was the director of that. And so it was generally like, you know, Teresa would be on the Zoom. It would be Pete and I Zooming with, you know, Peyton and Michael Strahan. And it was really funny because they're yeah. like Peyton was so prepared. Like he, sure. it's like just he was completely on brand. Like he was like beyond prepared. He Very like almost had it memorized yeah. and like um and then Michael Strahan was just like an absolute blast. So we're gonna have to try a... to figure out how to get him into some of our films that are coming up. But yeah, we had so much fun, fun laughing the whole time. He was just cracking jokes the whole time. Yeah, I can imagine those would be fun people to work with for yeah. sure. When you started this idea of going into animation puppetry, it, yeah. that happened after a music career. Yes. Yeah. So, so how did it transition? Where did the, the music part of it start? Oh, um, I mean, I was still touring when we did uh, the theatrical show that led into this. Um, and and it, it was sort of a natural transition of, of systems that we build as musicians that really translated well into movement. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of our inventions and the ways that we animate is based on, on musical language and musical systems and so that's also a good a big reason why we're back in new orleans because we work a lot with musicians as puppeteers um and and you know and that's that's how arthur and i you know we developed that language with our puppeteers yeah and uh yeah do you want to yeah. add anything to that no i think that was that was a great <laughs> answer <laughs> and it was you who, who brought the company here to new orleans why was yeah. this the right place um well for one thing you, you got pretty difficult to attract talent to Shreveport. Like we could trick them into moving. Like if we had like two days with them, we could trick them into thinking Shreveport was going to be a great place to hang out. Cause we knew like, okay, we can go to these three restaurants. But then after they were there for three days, they would kind of yeah. be itching to, to get out of there. So, and then we had to, we were always driving to Dallas to pick people up. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was kind of a difficult place to, um, to move, you know, it was, we were bringing so many people in from out of town. And then, on, so we knew, okay, well, New Orleans is just a, a really appealing city, A, and there's just an incredible talent base, but then our our systems of puppetry are all based on music. Like so many of our inventions, as Teresa was just mentioning, are music-based. We, we do something called multi-tracking puppetry where we record our puppets in layers. Like the, hip, you know, the hips and legs are filmed separate from the torso, separate from the arms and the head. It's, all, it's a pretty complicated musical system, like a rhythmical system. Um, and so we... We ran some auditions. When we were in Shreveport, we came down and ran some auditions with a bunch of New Orleans musicians, like a bunch of gospel musicians and stuff. And they were literally able to do stuff in three hours that our puppeteers couldn't do after months of training. So we're like, hmm. okay, so that's that was really the driving force of 
coming back down here is for that mm-hmm. talent pool. Mm-hmm. How long did making the commercial take from, you said it was very quick as far as the idea and people coming here to talk about it and do it, but how long did it actually take to put together? Seven months. Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah, when did we start talking August. about it? August. Well, and yeah, August. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously delivered February. So yeah. it's maybe a little less than seven, six, six and a half so What does that process look like? The... The ad agency had like the concept immediately, like mm-hmm. or like within a week, and then and then they're refining it as we were building. So puppets, characters were coming in and out. So a lot of it for us is uh, the slowest part is obviously is designing the puppets, um, and the NFL is very protective of their brand. So they, there was a lot of approval processes. Like you know, we would think a design was hilarious, and they were like, "Yes, but no, it can't be that." <laughs> the, um, so. Uh, so as a lot of the bulk of our process is just fabricating the puppets for this, um, and then shooting it. We shoot it. We shot. We shot in L.A. with Pete Berg for a few days in November. Is that right? Yep. And then we came back and shot all the puppet layers. Um, and some of the some of the um, the house that you saw mm-hmm. was a, an actual real house in L.A. But then we had to replicate some of that here in New Orleans, and we had to build part of the living room. Part of the the exercise room, maybe, or the the outside. We had to build part of it, and we had to shoot the puppets in a pool here in New Orleans. So we had to combine all that through compositing techniques, and um, yeah, so it's like a giant visual puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it turned out really well. The see, <laughs> now thinking about all the different pieces that had to take place to yeah. make it happen. What other projects are you working on right now? We- we can't like we're working on two projects right now. Um, that well, we Matt, can say that, that we're, Matt Reeves, yeah. who Matt Reeves, who just wrote and directed the new Batman, is producing uh, two projects. Ours, one is a film, um, and uh, and the other is a TV show. They're gonna. Mm-hmm. I, we're not allowed to officially. They're both gonna have official announcements uh, sometime soon. It's and um, and then we're working on one other feature film with a like a celebrity director. That's gonna be a really cool, cool. Oh, we're excited film with them. Mm. So that'll yeah. be like um, kind of more like a hybrid film. All right. A little yeah. tease for us to stay tuned to yeah, what Spraybox yeah. is doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can do something here with the Saints as well. Now that you're working in the NFL and you know everything about football, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's been really us. neat to thank kind you. of hear a little bit more about the company and how you guys got started. We have a few more co-founders from Swaybox Studios joining us now in our studio here in the Saints facility, Uh, Chris Armad, Noah Scruggs, and Thomas Woodruff. A couple of you are actually the ones who created the puppets in this commercial for the NFL right before the Super Bowl um, halftime show. Really cool commercial. We kind of got a rundown on what it was. And the amount of time that went into creating these. So yeah. <laughs> for for the two that actually had to go into the animation part of it, yeah. what does that look like? Well, um, it, it, it's a lot of studying, like for this, since this was all sports-based, we, you know, we didn't really, I, I mean, you know, we haven't really, for me, I, I hadn't really watched football prior to this. Mm-hmm. So it was a new thing for it's me okay to go to and study. That here. You know, okay. I, mean, I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody's feeling. I just I hadn't watched football before we this. Love so the Saints, though. yeah, we love the Saints, love the love the city. But um, you know, going into it, it was like we would start with what does this particular character move like, or like you know, like an animator would do. We would go in and say, how does uh, Lamar Jackson throw the ball? 
and like what makes him different from when someone else would throw the ball and go in and literally study like, oh, his shoulder raises up at this time against this shoulder and, oh, his head moves over this wow. way. So when we were, you know, puppeteering all that, we took in all that, you know, at all that information and just kind of like rehearsed it on the puppet, made sure every little piece was moving right and kind of try to capture the essence of the player that way. Okay, so it's an actual puppet yes. that you create. Yes, it's all puppeteered. Yeah, that was not that. So that wasn't the the thing that you saw was not like animation. It was like that was a puppet yeah, moving. Yeah, wow, we puppeteered it. By, yeah, it's all driven hand yeah. operated. Uh, these two guys are the the lead puppeteers on it, and they you know from the outside perspective, getting. To, I usually take what you know the back end of it, uh, right. what they what they've done, and it just it was just from my perspective, even being in a part of the studio and being there, it was just like what these guys can do with, you know, performance and matching performance of specific people is, is kind of mind blowing. So. So as a technical director, <laughs> what is your role in the, the production of the commercial? Um, my role kind of starts in the beginning uh, when we have a script and when we're talking to the agency for this particular thing is uh, when we have a script and a breakdown of, of what's going to happen inside this commercial, then I would, you know, start by going through and, and kind of, technically breaking it down to like how we're going to perform it like um, we shoot all of our pieces in different layers and in different scales um, so like each practical piece whether it's an arm or a body um, or a head they're all in different um, scales related to like how what's best to the best way to perform it for right. the puppeteer so I'll go through and kind of break it down how we're going to actually perform this um, from a performance standpoint, from the actual puppetry part of it, but also like how we're going to get the puppets to sit inside of this house with those kids. Um, so, so my job is kind of to to break down the, I guess, the how of of each shot and how we're going to put it together. Yeah. So they're physically puppets are physically there with the actors that were there in this house. Right. So it's through. it's kind of a it's a it's a two part two part thing. So we have. Um, uh, some puppets were physically there. Some yeah. puppets were we shoot um, at our studio and then comp them into that world to right, actually okay. blend them in. So, yeah. but it all starts from physical, whether it's shot there or shot here, kind of thing. Thomas, what was your favorite part of creating these puppets, of going through the, the motions and movements with them, and and trying to figure it out? Favorite part? That's a tough one. Um, yeah, there were so many, so many fun things. Like I did a lot of the arms. My favorite part was the gritty. I think doing okay, yeah. The, like yeah, just <laughs> yeah. learning that dance and then yeah. um, like because we usually you know do reference. We'll learn it in our physical bodies first before yeah. we put it on the actual puppet and kind of learning to Chris and I learning how to do that and then putting it into the puppet was one of the most challenging things I think, <laughs> especially for Chris that we've ever done. Yes. Um, but that the Ray Lewis dance was super fun. Um, yeah, that Ray Lewis and Gronk Spike and Gronk Spike. Okay, Gronk Spike is the winner. Yeah, the Gronk Spike for sure. That's my favorite part is like studying him spiking a ball, <laughs> and then uh, I mean he's he seems like a really like funny, really charismatic dude anyway. So just like watching footage of him, and then um, yeah, getting to to smash an egg was fun. How long did it take you guys to get that stuffed out? Uh. Well, there was a lot of preparation time of studying all these things. So, like, we would go through it and then get it in our bodies for a while and then do rehearsals for a little bit. And then I think some of it, like, we're we're used to working a lot. So, like, like because, you know, the whole – we had that whole skateboarding background uh, where we just do stuff over and over. So we have the repetitious thing going. So we would do tries, like, 
you know, some things wouldn't work out. Maybe I think one thing we had to reshoot the Gronk spike, the gritty, maybe five times just to get it right. So it was probably yeah. like, but it was probably like I would say at least like four months of studying. Four months, of at studying, least four months probably. of studying, yeah. like all the players and making sure we're yeah. getting like you know all the intricate nuances of how they play and yeah. everything. We, just to yeah, we probably take a day per care per player or yeah. two days per player and just okay. go through all their moves and what makes them different from this player. And, like From that. the outside, watching yeah. them learn the gritty was probably my favorite. <laughs> yeah. um, walking into the stages and just seeing them do the gritty around, that was, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be pretty pretty funny to watch. You mentioned your background skateboarding. Right, yeah, we all three. All are, three of you. Yeah, so, how, so how did you guys all get yeah. together and get into this? Into the puppetry? Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, uh, I think it was... I don't know, 2011, there was a puppet show that was going on downtown Shreveport, and there was a production of Fantastic Mr. Fox um, that I went in and auditioned to be like the narrator, which is like this interactive puppet play where you go through all these different sets, and there's a puppet show here, and you slide down this crazy slide, and there's another puppet show there, and then so the narrator leads you through that, Mm -hmm. and then so I was like, oh, well, you know, if y'all are looking for another narrator, I, I know some friends, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so Noah was like, I was like, I don't want to be a narrator, but I'll be a puppeteer. And I was like, okay, cool. And then so from then on, he came in, puppeteered. Arthur was like, okay, we, we got to get him involved. And then from then on, I think after that show, we just all started getting into, you know, like getting into the puppetry yeah. aspect with Arthur, and he wanted to make a certain thing. And so we all like liked the vision and got involved with it. And then you guys have all now live here in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah, how yeah. do we like the city? I love it. Uh, it's uh, me and me and Thomas are actually from Shreveport, uh, born and raised there. So moving here is like um, it was. It was. I would say a little scary at first <laughs> for me personally, just because I didn't know what to expect, and I had only visited once when yeah. I was younger. But yeah. and then you know, as soon as I moved here, I was like, you know, I told my wife, I was like, I'm, we're never going back. This is great. Uh, I love the city. I can't even imagine living anywhere else. So. I'm loving it. Been here what three years now? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's been. I mean, granted, we came here and then COVID happened, so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we had like you know a few months of of normal New Orleans, and then we've been just experiencing it. But still, it's it's been great. Yeah, it's been awesome. I like it a lot too. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Is this like a, a career milestone for you guys to say that you created a commercial that has been run during the Super Bowl? No, uh, a thousand percent without absolutely yeah that was our first public appearance was yeah. that so oh wow. my god yeah that was yeah. you know that was nine years of of a lot of a lot of work and late hours and you know wondering whether or not we're going to get out there and then trying <laughs> things and then you know eventually to not only you know get this opportunity but actually to see it through and and you know is a whole nother another thing and it it, it was kind of crazy to see it play yeah. and it's definitely i would definitely say it's a huge milestone yeah. as far as you know a jump start it's a jump start yeah yeah huge jump start and what's funny is we actually um <laughs> a few years ago this is that was what 2000 and yeah when we did the 12 the dorito thing oh yeah we did so yeah. doritos had a contest for yeah, to make absolutely. your own like super right. bowl commercial <laughs> yeah and we <laughs> entered it and this was like right before we had met you know arthur, arthur and Teresa and, and started doing sway box um, so we did this this really silly Doritos commercial, and it didn't get in. It, we didn't make it at all, but now we opened up the uh, halftime yeah. show of the Super Bowl, so it's definitely a good milestone. <laughs> um, so now you have that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Went full circle. I'm not going to tell you what it is or how to find it. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's out there. But it's, it's out, out there. there. It's out there. Great. Yep. Are you not proud of it? 
at this point. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Do you want? Should we tell? Nope. 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 Uh, no. nice. Okay. Nice. Well, we'll have to go like yeah. searching the internet for this commercial. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, did you ever think this is something that you would do? Did you ever even know this was something that you could do? Absolutely not. No, I, no, I, as far as like any sort of like film work, I, you know, I think we all like movies, but I never knew we'd be involved in them, or or at least for me, I, I really had no plan. I was just kind of going along and skating and (laughs) really, and then, you know, just like movies. And then Mm -hmm. this opportunity came and we got into it and haven't stopped since. I mean, I mean, yeah, not at all. I mean, when I was younger, I mean, I've been a sports fan my whole life, and then to even contemplate that I was a part of, you know, the biggest sporting event, arguably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, As never would have dawned on me or thought of it at all. Um, And as far as, like, the puppetry and stuff goes, I didn't really even start thinking about animation until, like, my college time. Um, And then uh, I started taking college animation courses and stuff, and then this kind of fell in my lap, and... Never would have thought. I never picked up a puppet before the Fox mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Freeport, and I never even thought about it at all. But I don't know. Came out really good. Well, you said you mm-hmm. are have always been a football mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. So can we assume you're a Saints fan? You can assume that, sure. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm actually more of a basketball fan than uh, than a football fan, to be okay. honest. Okay, so Pelicans. To be honest, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm liking where the Pelicans are moving. And headed, uh, CJ McCollum was a, a great, it's a great start. I just got to get them all together. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> For anybody that's not familiar with Swaybox Studios or what you guys do, kind of how would you explain to somebody what it is or maybe what you guys are working on next, where this company is going to go? This, this has been the hardest thing to do, I think, for the whole time, like what it is. Oh, explaining mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually, when we say like, yeah. "Oh yeah, we're like a puppet, we're a puppet studio," and yeah. then people go like, "Oh cool, like like the Muppets, like Sesame Street," and you're like, "No, it's it's very different. It's kind of this new kind of thing that we've started. It kind of you know has a little bit to do with a, you know computer animation, but it's all practical and uh-huh. it's you know it yeah. looks more like people and they kind of breathe and move and have this nuanced acting. And they're like, "Oh, can I see something?" And you're just kind of like, "No, you can't see anything." But now we can. Now we can. Yeah, you know. So that's yeah. cool. I'd like to think of it as it's it's just practical animation. So yep. it's, it's what you would think uh, from you know going to see Toy Story or, or some you know CG film of that sort, but we just have, have come up with a way to practicalize it and actually pull it out of the computer yeah. and, and do it for real, which is um, exciting, and I think it's a, a new, fresh look, and I think uh, we're headed, you know, the Super Bowl was just the beginning, and yeah. we're headed to bigger and crazier things, and we already have, you know, a lot of things that are in the works that are going to be exciting and fun. That we're all really excited yeah. about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Arthur kind of gave us a little bit of a preview, a teaser yeah. on, on what made to come so it's exciting stuff and we are happy to have you guys right here in our backyard and you know kind of be collaborating here in the same sports element yeah Yeah, well thank you so much for joining us today thank Thank you thank you